This is the first episode in the Felt podcast series. Today we have Millie Quinn and Craig Atkins, the student reps for Landaff and King Coyd within the school, coming on board with Jeff Lewis to discuss their experiences from this academic year. So welcome everybody. Thanks to Millie and Craig, the school reps, for coming in today. And Jeff is with us. This is the first episode we're just going to discuss today the student experiences over this academic year. Jeff, talk us through this academic year, how how the school has set up the delivery. And, and I think it's important that, obviously everyone knows, that we started some face-to-face um, synchronous contact and then that, that eased off. So, Jeff, you've had a grip of, of this over the whole year. Talk us through what's happened. Well, I'd like to say I've had a grip on it, but God, what a year, right? We've, uh, it's, it's been amazing and awful all at the same time um, but really we've looked at taking what was traditional didactic sometimes teaching practical hands-on stuff we've had to move all that online somehow and uh, staff and students have reacted brilliantly to that change of um, synchronous on face-to-face teams meetings that we've had my god we're familiar with teams now aren't we and um, then of course the ace the synchronous stuff that we've done perhaps on campus where we've managed to do it. And I know there's been a move towards that over the last year, so that was good. Uh, and then all the asynchronous stuff we've had to develop where students have had to go and do on their own with support, sort of out face-to-face teaching. It's been a, 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 a right old roller coaster, hasn't it? Yeah, and this sort of sits really well with the, the felt that you've, um, felt form that you've developed. And I think importantly, we've got Millie and Craig on here to really talk about their experiences because as two students that have been uh, been at the institution, They've got. They're going to give us a, a, an understanding of how it's been. I, I think it's important that we focus on some of the really good stuff, and then maybe some of the issues, and that'd be really powerful to to share with with staff because I think capturing the student voice and student experience is a really important part of um, that felt. So let's get this going. Millie, Craig, just what's it been like for you? What's your what's your average week like this year? I know it's a broad question, but just just talk us through your experiences. How's it been? So as Jeff correctly just said, which I definitely agree with, it has been there has been great aspects to it, but it also has been such a challenge as well, inevitably. Um, I think at the beginning of the year, everyone was kind of really hesitant. We were reluctant, you know, what the year was going to be like. We all thought, oh God, no one wants to move online. However, I do think it has been quite a pleasant surprise for a lot of people. I know I've really enjoyed the flexibility of it. Um, you know, I can I can do more exercise. I can go out running whenever I like so I can fit my studies around my lifestyle a bit better. Um, however, you know, a personal life and things do get in the way. So I think the stress of um, not being able to see your family, not being able to see your friends, um, being locked inside with maybe three, four, five other people can get quite um, tense at times. Um, I know my housemate who works in the hospital, he got COVID in October, so we just moved in together and then all of a sudden we were isolating for 14 days whilst doing assignments. That was so challenging. Um, however, I think the university did give a lot of consideration, um, like student support was calling me, checking how I am. So I think the university's really helped where they can and kind of pulled their finger out, but it's definitely been a mixed bag. <laughs> I think Craig would agree. Can I just say, are you, are you both, uh, can you just tell us what year of study you're in? Do you mind? Just to remind everybody who's listening. Second, second year, okay. Yeah, so I'm a second year Scram student. Um, so you've had like a traditional year of teaching, haven't you? So you kind of know what university used to be like. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I do feel massively sorry for the first years this year that have. <laughs> this is the only thing they know university, isn't it? But um, that's probably my bad instruction. I should have said that Millie's a Millie's a student on on a health program and Craig's a student on a sport program. So we we deliberately got the um, the reps, so we've got that blend of sport and health. So it should give us a, a picture of the school. Sorry, Craig, I, I did I interrupt you? You were saying. Not a problem. No, not a problem. I don't really have too much to like, add. I think what Millie said was pretty accurate for most students, really. I enjoy being able to do some lectures in my pants and not having to like leave the house. There's benefit to that. <laughs> Same <laughs> for I, staff, mate, I tell you. <laughs> like, you do have that added benefit. You have less distractions when it comes to assessment periods. You have like, yeah, you don't have the social like aspect that like cuts in the way of that. But at the same time, you do have the battle of being in the house all day, not socialising. It has a negative impact. And I know a lot of students have struggled with that as well. So there's pros and cons to both. I definitely think like some of the asynchronous stuff, like not having to go into campus all the time is useful. Um, but I, I definitely want to be back in university on campus, chatting with people and, you know, doing practical elements in the course again. I think everybody wants that. So I think if we if we just go back to sort of the start of the year when there was some on campus activity, how was that? How did that play out for you guys? What what was your contact hours like? And um, um, and what was that experience like? I only had two hours a week. Um, I think you know that was fine. However, I found it sometimes a bit of a waste of time for me personally, just because obviously I had all my school rep work as well and my course and you know at the beginning of the term toby craig you will definitely know how busy it was in terms of um school rep stuff so sometimes i'd be doing so much work and what i like to i really like to get my teeth stuck into things so i would kind of get all my books out at home and for going in two hours sometimes they wouldn't you know for me it wasn't a teaching session it was just a question and answer so for sometimes you know sometimes that's great because it's very easy to bark up the wrong tree but I think a lot of students, it was quite a bad turnout because a lot of people didn't want, you know, commuting reasons just for two hours and things. But obviously that option was still fantastic to be able to go in, see your mates, get a coffee, um, chat to the lecturers, just, you know, say, hey, how are you going? You know, how are you finding this lockdown? But notably last year, the, especially in Wales, it was the COVID cases got quite bad. I think everyone was quite anxious to go on, go on campus. I'm not that's sure. Interesting. That's interesting you say that. What, what, what were your... What, did you feel the same, Craig, or was, was it a different experience for you? I think mine was more practical than Millie's, um, I think with mine being a sports course. Yeah. Um, the lecturers did what they could with, you know, the limitations that they had. There was a lot of restrictions. So I think, like, normally you get a lot, a lot more hands-on in my course, but um, we had to do everything distanced. It was good to come in. Like, again, we had two or three hours on a Friday where we did all our, our modules in one day. I understand why we did that, and it made it life easier for me because I am commuting. Um, but yeah, overall, I think like it is a good experience. I think things had to be a little bit more rushed than they might have normally been. You lost time in lectures because you tried to like get around how many people can be on that equipment or how many people can be in this room at the same time. Um, but overall, like that's no one's fault. It was a difficult time. So I guess like, it, like I said, like the lecturers and all the staff have been fantastic, like brilliant all through this period of my course. Um, so yeah, we got nothing bad to say about it. It was just COVID. Oh, that's good. And is it, as it, um, did your weeks or did you develop a little habit for yourself or have things changed so much that you've not really managed to form a habit yet? 
I have got so many weird habits that I've started. <laughs> please tell, please tell us, Craig. I've already, already found out. I, I don't know if I want to hear these. I really don't know if I want to I hear these. I the pants, but like, um, <laughs> it was, yeah, like I said, like, I think we talked about before, like cold showers. I definitely, um, it started, um, I, I felt the need to like take cold showers in the mornings, just to break up the day and release a little bit of stress. Um, it started off by just like five or 10 seconds of <laughs> very girlish screams on my behalf. Um, and then I got up to a good solid two or three minutes. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, Craig, you're like a cold water. You're into this cold water therapy. I'm not sure I can do it. <laughs> I've also got a Shakti so mat. I don't know if any of you have heard of a Shakti mat. It's like this Indian oh, yes. mat that you yeah. lay on. It's got spikes and it goes into your back. It's like, do you get people to walk across you whilst you're lying on it? Because like, oh, I know people like, that do that. It's weird. Took so long for me just to be able to take my T-shirt off to do it. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'd have anybody. Maybe it looks so painful. I see the I see the pictures on Facebook where people come out and their back is red raw. It looks just agony. <laughs> yeah. And, and can you remind me, Craig? You're doing this again because. <laughs> oh, this is it. So I think um, I'm very interested in like mental health and like how to like keep yourself, you know, with as little stress as possible. And that has been the ongoing challenge. And that's how I've got so many weird and wonderful. Uh, Habits. Okay, so this is like <laughs> extreme well-being. Lockdown got tougher. I got weirder, definitely. Well, but um, so, yeah. So it sounds like it sounds like if you know people are listening to this, then the one thing they can take away is try a cold shower and try one of these mats. Shat, you recommended them. Shat, okay. Okay. So, so just moving forward, Jeff. I know the next felt session is around impact, isn't it? And I think we just covered. We, we just merely sort of um, spoke about it briefly. Briefly about those sessions then we do have when we do bring students onto campus um making sure they're sort of high impact do you want to just give us a bit bit more around that yeah it's important isn't it that we know what works that's that's what we need to do is we need to be able to find out that what we're bringing people on campus for is worth it uh, and that and that's not just to do with necessarily active learning and teaching activities you know classroom based stuff or lab based stuff or track based stuff it's about the things that Craig's alluding to, their well-being. You know, maybe we just need to get people in to discuss something in a much more informal environment. So it's more about the social aspect because that's as important, I think. And what people, well, you've just said it, haven't you? It's just what you're really missing is not seeing your mates. So I think that impact bit is what we need to focus on. And the next felt session, we'll do that. And we'll be looking at, you know, you tell us what's really working. We think we know what works as lecturers. What worked for you, though, as students is what we need to find out. And I suppose that tips into like how this blended model that we put together over the year worked out for you. You know, was it worth coming in? Was it not worth coming in? Have you got any good examples of stuff that you could say, oh, yeah, that I really enjoyed going on for that? And I think and I think as well how it changed over the year, what 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 changed over the year and did it improve over the years? We sort of learned as staff as we went along. I think. You know, definitely the on-campus stuff, kind of practical courses. So Craig's, um, my neighbour, you know, at Cardiff, she's a physio. So she needs to go on campus and she needs to learn how to, you know, do these um, you know, in-person things. But I think for courses that um, aren't so, you know, you know, need so much to be on campus, if it's not a necessity, because obviously now people have got to look after their children, they've got caring commitments. You know, a lot of people on the furlough scheme had to find alternative work and things like that. So um, I think a lot of people have kind of favoured the flexibility of doing it online and also lectures being recorded. So, 
you know they can they can tune in whenever they want and they can go over and you know at their own leisure sometimes people find the lecture speeds a bit too fast to kind of jot everything down I think in an ideal world what it would look like next year going forward would be kind of a blend definitely a blended approach um but make sure there's got to be some kind of support groups in person because as I said before it's very easy to bark up the wrong tree you know I completely misunderstood um, an assignment title and um, that impacted my grade just because I couldn't speak to the lecturer and say hey look have I you know have I got the right end of the stick here have I understood it correctly so just meeting to get some clarification on stuff that you would have got in that lecture scenario yeah. 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 Can you, you picked up on something? Can I ask you something? How yeah. fast do you watch uh, recorded lectures at? Is it double speed or one and a half? I um I watch them at the same at the same speed, but I do I must say I do kind of flip through. What about you, Craig? <laughs> I actually probably like opposite. I um so often need to pause, take notes, and like go back and watch a little bit. So okay. I probably like minus. <laughs> <laughs> Because there is, there I don't know if it's an urban rumor going around, but I've from other universities they oh you know every student watches you at double speed, <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. There's just one bit that jumped out for me then around the contact time, and it's about you know is it about building connections with staff? Because once you've got that connection and that security, is that something that you've missed this year, and is it something that you value um, getting to know a member of staff and having that connection? and building that relationship um, within a module. Yeah, so I think for me, like I'm, I met a lot of the lecturers last year and like um, I got talking to quite a few last year. So if, like I do have good moments. Like if you turn up on time, you usually got a couple of minutes we can chat to lecturers. And I think I've definitely like got to know my lecturers a lot better this year, but I don't know how level four would be doing that. They have no idea who's on their course. They have no idea anything about their lecturers. It's just a face on a screen, isn't it? So um, yeah, I guess it depends on the kind of student you are. I guess if you haven't really chatted to a lecturer last year and you haven't spoken to this year, I guess it's going to be exactly the same. Did, did you, um, well, did you use your personal tutor at all this year? And if you did, did you use them more than perhaps last year? I I didn't have much contact with my personal tutor this year. Um, I wish I had, but um, yeah, Craig, maybe you're the, the better one. Like, um, yeah, I, my personal tutor has been brilliant. Um, we were like every time I've had asked questions, sent emails or anything like that, like he's quite fast to get back to me. Um, and I also know some of my friends were struggling with uh, essay writing in different parts of their course. And um, I know the personal tutor is doing special sessions with them. Okay. I think on that respect, yeah, I think yeah. it's well. Yeah. I've heard all sorts of things though. Like I've um being a rep, I've heard other stories of people that haven't had such a nice experience with their personal tutors. So I guess it comes down to the individual. Individual, definitely. And, and okay. more more or less than last year though, do you, would you say? Less. Or is it less? Okay. Yeah. Think... But is that because you were getting support, more support from student services contacting you, so you didn't feel you need to get in touch with the personal tutor or no, I think obviously, you know, my relationship with Craig and Toby helped hugely um, because, you know, they, they were always the first point of call for anything really, you know, school rep or even academic work. Um, I've had a stronger relationship perhaps with peers this year. Um, I, I, I just didn't really feel the need necessarily for it because I, okay. I get along really well with, uh, uh, you know, a lot of my lecturers. So if I need help I, in a specific module, I tend to just go to that program director. So, so what can we do as a school to help build those connections with say personal tutoring or your year tutor? What, 
what do you think we what do you think we can do? What would be your sort of advice for us in in helping to develop those relationships? If any, I don't, I don't know. I think like last year we had a, I've been on your first year. I think they naturally have a lot more contact with your personal tutor. We had seminars for our research modules where we were always with our personal tutor. Um, I don't know whether you can do something like that. It's probably more work for personal tutors, but like not every week, but maybe like once a term where everyone gets together and just sees it like chats in person, like an informal sort of thing. And you can also slot in your surveys then. But um, but like, yeah. A bit more <laughs> nice turn. Nice turn, man. Nice <laughs> nice <good. laughs> I think I agree with you, Craig. I um, had a, a Zoom call yesterday with a guy um, from up north about master's course. And I said, you know, what you, how how was the how's the teaching for you this term? He said, well, actually, it was really nice because in his personal tutor group, they would meet, they would still meet up in person when it, whenever they could and just get a copy. And whilst I know a lot of personal tutors in their group, they may have 30, 40 personal tutors, but sometimes if you just cut it down to six or even 10 and do like a little support group and get a copy, I think that's nice because you feel like you're part of a community. You feel like, you know, you've got a little group around you. So it's that belonging that, element, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a nice, I think that would be a nice idea for next year. Yeah. And, and smaller and smaller groups and smaller smaller group sizes for those connections yeah have to be every week i don't think like with the personal tutor there in person i know they're quite busy but like you know once a month would be good but that could like just having one of those sessions at the start of term you know the students might say to each other hey you know what do you want to come next week for a coffee even if our personal tutor is not here yeah yeah exactly. yeah it's allowing those links it's allowing or creating opportunities for those links to be made isn't it yeah. And those sessions not being like academic, purely being just check-ins, conversation. Yeah. 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 No, that's okay. really that's really good to hear actually. Because we're thinking about those ideas, you know, and but it's how you do them, isn't it? You know, do yeah. we do video? You do do a vodcast of every module that's on Moodle and go, "Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm going to be your module leader, and you're going to love me, and I'm going to be every week, and we'll be getting coffee." <laughs> I don't know why that was American then, but it did. Um, <laughs> so, 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 it was American, but um, yeah, that's that's interesting because that kind of thing is so it's making those links, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, for me personally, and you know, I, I think I can speak on behalf of a lot of the students. We are so fatigued, and of course the staff as well. I mean, the staff have been amazing with their workload, but I think everyone is just so fatigued of being online just staring at a screen for eight nine hours a day you know you're getting migraines you're subject to back pain um you know muscle pain so i think everyone's just so fatigued and i know i've tried to set up a couple non-academic well-being drop-ins and you know not no one comes because you're so you're on the lap all the time because of academic work when it's not academic work you're like i'd rather be outside i'd rather be you know chatting to someone in person so I think, um, yeah, I think it's got to be a big focus on in-person stuff next year. That's some really great stuff there. So, so just sort of going back to examples from this year, um, can you just give us, if you've got some, 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 some really good examples of teaching activities that you, you like this year, any particular examples that really resonated or really stood out and just sort of share those with us? Should we open a can of worms again? And what was really never, ever do that again? Well, I think we'll come, <laughs> come to that. Let's get, let's get the good out first, Jeff. We'll get the, the good, good out, out, yeah. But, you know, yeah. but it's got to be a balance, too. Come on. <laughs> Criticality, Jeff. Criticality. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I think online-wise, doing the, like, pre-recorded big lecture 
um, I think that's actually better than just coming into university for one hour where everyone's in. I think next year, I don't know. I'm not. I'm thinking of my like for me, not for everybody. But I actually. Oh, that, and that's what we want, Craig. You want your own personal experience. Yeah. It's really important. Um, and I also like having the seminars, you know, to kind of like bring it all together. I think it's really not anyone's used to have a lecture and then no sort of like a chance to work on that because then it's kind of a little bit of that is it passive learning. Um, yeah. I definitely like to be like active and having a discussion about it and being asked questions and like sides like not hustles. <laughs> Side. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, no, I definitely think like yeah, keeping that blended approach, like approach, but having in-person seminars maybe, I think that could work. It might be a nice personal touch to add to it. Um, but this year, what's been good? Practical lectures for mine. There's been sports. Um, at the moment, I'm doing massage. It's a project. It, like in the tennis courts, they've got beds everywhere. It looks like a hospital ward at the moment. But the staff are brilliant, and it it works. You know, like I thought massage was not going to be something done this year, and I think. Um, yeah, they've done an excellent, excellent sort of thing with that. And then, Craig, while we're there on that, 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 um, those lead lecture, those, those content delivering, those asynchronous content, what bits do you like about those? Which ones are good? And not, not naming names, but what was good about some of them and not so good about others? Yeah, um, it that comes down to the teaching approach, doesn't it? I think um, my bad um, experiences are people or lecturers who have just put up loads of writing on the slides and pretty much have read off the slides, you know, not too much deviating from it. Almost like, you know, then you have the other end though, where they just shove a picture up and then it like has no real relationship. And then they just talk and talk and talk. You need that balance in the middle where you've got the keywords on there. Good presentation skills, I think is the basics. But, um, yeah. I can agree. <laughs> I, um, I, what I really liked is, um, like Craig said, you know, they've got stuff on the slides, but then, you know, end the lecture with a kind of, um, what do you think, is it oh, a Kahoot or something? Just so you can consolidate your learning, but if you don't get the right answer, or you don't quite understand something, you've still got the opportunity to ask. Um, and also it's fun, you know, it's a bit of competition, um, you want to, you know, show that you've learned something so i think that's i think those kind of things are a really good a really good thing to do yeah i think kahuga is really down, like goes down really well yeah but they have to obviously have to be live lectures don't they but yeah they, yeah, they do work really well and uh, yeah a bad bad time doing that or last year even on one of my one of my modules um at the end of the year our, our exam was a multiple choice a multiple choice test and every week i think after what the big lecture we had we had four hours of the lecture on a, on a tuesday i think and on like the wednesday morning he would upload practice multiple choice question purely on that lecture so because i know in, in a lecture some things can go in one ear and out the other especially online so just something like a little test or something to kind of be like put it in context i think i think that was a really good idea as well okay and, and your disastrous experience just the one, right? Perhaps you've not had any. I think breakout rooms have been a miss. <laughs> I think that comes down to students as well, but I don't know whether potentially sometimes lecturers use it as a chance to like have less planning on their behalf. If they go, right, I'm going to ask this question, go have 15 minutes on that five-minute topic. You know, like um, so many times I go into these breakout rooms, you've discussed it in two minutes, and then you're just kind of chatting about other things for like 10, 15 minutes. Or, or it could go the other way and no one, no one says anything. Yeah, that's down to us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if there's any consolation that happens in staff meetings as well, 
<laughs> when they put us in breakout rooms and we sit there going, what are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I think that's the important one, isn't it? I, I had it the other week in a staff development session again. Right, we're going to go out to breakout room. We go into breakout room and everyone said, so what are we supposed to be doing then? Yeah. I forgot. And, 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 you know, Craig, it's <laughs> like that planning, right? The, the planning for breakout rooms is bigger than planning without breakout rooms. Really? Yeah, you've got to set an activity up and everybody's got to know what they're doing. So, all oh, right, cool. Okay, dope. I, I think as well, knowing I've had this a couple of times, we go into this um, breakout room and then not knowing what the outcome's got to be. That was a big one for me. So I got sent to this breakout room in the staff development session. I did this stuff and I'm like, well, where are we supposed to be at the end of 15 minutes? So I didn't, maybe that's how my brain works. I don't know. I kind of wanted to know what the output was. So we were just <laughs> swimming around in this. Toby's, like, Toby would be a very difficult student to manage through his learner journey. He's the same everywhere, honestly. That's, that's definitely how your brain works, Toby. You want to know the outcome, but I, I, uh, I definitely see truth in that. I mean, it helps knowing what you're working towards. Um, so this is, but, but sometimes it's about the journey. Yeah, you've got to listen to the oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think me and Craig got it down here. We do. Oh, yeah, me and Toby are still like, hmm. Not <laughs> <laughs> so, so any other any other sort of thoughts for the staff what can we what, what can we share with them about your experiences maybe some of the stuff that you would like to see um improved from your experience what, what would you be looking forward to next year what would make you think i'm really looking yeah. forward to next year because Good, yeah. i know this is going to be happening <laughs> I think like my course just generally because I'm going into level six, it becomes more specific and you have more personal contact with a le- like a, a lecturer or a person like a staff member. Um, I think like talking to level six this year, I think they feel more part of the university because they've got those weekly meetings with their dissertation supervisor. They're no longer doing, you know, your research theory modules or your like side modules. It's just your core, what you're there to do. So I think yeah. as a level six, like going into level six, I'm excited for that. Um, I think something that could benefit level fours this current batch is to treat them like level fours next year to have like almost like two integration sort of periods for them because they they've missed a year haven't they yeah I think just piggybacking on what Craig said um next year is the year where you can kind of funnel down into exactly what you modules you want to study and you're obviously working on your dissertation so that's really good but I think support groups in a smaller cohort, like seminars or, you know, even non-academic, just going for a walk or getting a coffee or, you know, something like that. Because um, obviously, you know, we've all been locked in this year. So maybe going into a big cohort of like 150 people can be intimidating, especially for people who, you know, don't know anyone on their course. So I think focus on smaller groups, um, more socialization um, and um and a bit of a bit of blended approach and again like more cahoots and quizzes and <laughs> learning i think yeah just generally more opportunity to have contact with staff members i think is yeah. um, really, really oh i actually have a suggestion so on this meeting i had with this guy yesterday about masters he at this uni they do like a professional mentor thing so instead of personal tutor it's kind of talking about what are your next steps going to be you know what are you going to look to do after you graduate and obviously the career department in our school is amazing um but i think it's just a lot of students get to you know halfway through level six and think oh god i haven't got anything you know i haven't really worked on my cv or i haven't applied for jobs anything so i think 
starting from like getting someone being like so what are you thinking of doing what you know what are you passionate about what you know could you consider doing a master's could you consider doing this this and this just getting the ball rolling and getting the thought process you know the wheels moving I think like a professional mentor could be good that's that's really interesting because I know the careers um, hub has been working a lot on that and they're trying to get people from year one to start looking at your cv from yeah. year one yeah and lots of people are turning up but it's groups it seems to be particular people that want to do that and everyone else is going i'm at university you know i'm going to worry about it when i get to the final year um, but you, you've hit a nail on the head there Millie, because actually you do need to start putting these things together sooner yeah. uh you know and linkedin if you're not on linkedin by the time you leave in level six you know that's where most people get their work force from now is LinkedIn so if you're not on there and it's got a proper format you know you're not going to get a look in so yeah really really interesting so wow, that's a good one but the message I think coming over has been linking to someone or linking to people yeah or you know it can be daunting sometimes when you see a massive presentation like you could do this this and then you've got like 15 different options but sometimes just sitting down one-on-one -on -one and saying oh like, for example, I'm interested in forensic psychology. So talking to someone who maybe has done a master's and then gone on to get their stage two and worked in a psych unit, just hearing their hearing their kind of story and what route they went down can, you know, can inspire me, inspire me. Or, oh, I hadn't thought of that before. Or have you considered getting work experience here or something? Um, or maybe guest, elect, guest staff members or, or something to kind of excite yeah. people about the future. It's, it's a lot easier to get guest people now because you're on teams. You don't have to pay for them to come. You don't have to put them in a hotel. You don't have to feed them. You just say, hey, meet us on Zoom at 11, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it sounds like those smaller group connections, the bit that, that's, that's resonating towards this, is are really powerful for, um, for, that, for that sense of belonging and ownership and, and engagement. Thanks to Millie and Craig, as well as Jeff, for co-hosting today. This has been an informal discussion about our students' experience of this academic year. I hope this has been useful. Um, and if you wish to have any other further topics discussed or come on to discuss any elements um, relevant to FEL, please contact Jeff Lewis.